Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of First Date Podcast. I am your host, Jake Cambron. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we have a lovely guest, Mo Vita, who uh, got her chops in New York City doing stand-up. We talk New York City, uh, we talk love life, uh, being single uh, in your middle ages. She is the self-proclaimed comedy cougar, so we definitely get into that. And uh, overall, it was a lovely conversation. She's a really fun person, very lighthearted, and uh, she even brought me over cupcakes. I mean, how how amazing is that? It's my first guest that brought me food uh, instead of me just cooking for them. So I felt like it was uh, it was very uh, cohesive uh, the the uh, the talk that we had and the uh, the time we spent together. So I think uh, you'll really enjoy this episode. Um, I also wanted to talk about. Um, some things I've been going through lately uh, because I, I recently uh, took a week off kind of from from being around people uh, sometimes I, I you know I I have mood issues it's definitely a part of the soup of mental illness although I don't like to use illness uh, just the the chemistry that makes up my brain is that uh, sometimes I can I can get into a mood uh, I, I get into these really dark moods where I'm, I'm not interested in interacting with people uh, I'd rather stay to myself uh, where I know uh, where, where things are easy I can I don't have to rely on people I know everything going on in my life I guess it's just, I, I can it's much easier to be alone uh, for me sometimes than to be around people and to be, I guess, a, a free spirit or, or to to uh, throw plans out the window and just be spontaneous. That, that is a bit of a difficulty for me. Uh, when I'm around people, uh, when, I, when I know I'm going to be around people, when I'm feeling good, I, I can be spontaneous and I can be a really fun person to be around. Uh, it's just that sometimes, especially when I'm feeling lonely and isolated and... Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not getting what I what I want from people. I I, I shut down, and uh, I know that's something that I need to work on. But at the same time, I think it's it's also beneficial to someone like me, uh, especially since uh, you know I I have difficulties understanding social situations. Uh, so sometimes it is good for for somebody like me to take some time away, uh, regroup, uh, get get my life in order so that I'm better able to be in the moment uh, when I'm going out and doing comedy and stuff like that. I, I mean, I, I really, I, I, I stopped doing comedy for the week. Um, it, it, it felt good and bad in a way, but I, I, you know, I think I'm ready to get back up there and, and keep working on stuff. But I just wanted to let people know what was going on with me. I, I had a Facebook post that was a little dark and a little depressing, and, and sometimes I just need to get those thoughts out. It's a lot easier to, uh, I, I think, to to, fo to focus your thoughts and to get out exactly what you need to say uh, so that you can move on sometimes. And I, I said what I had to say about being lonely and, and not feeling like people are very warm to me and you know I, I meant that in the moment but I, I do realize that I, I also have a lot of love in my life and uh, I need to latch on to the people that are, are good to me and that are nice to me 
and I just got to keep my head up sometimes. But I'm ready to get back out there and do stuff, and I'm still going to be doing comedy. I'm still going to be doing the podcast. Uh, no worries on that. I'm always going to be pushing forward with my career and my, my goals in the artistic realm. I, I, I really want to make this my career and... Uh, you know, I also, I also want to find love, and so I've, I've got to be hopeful for things like that. Uh, so just if, if you're feeling the same way, uh, reach out to me. Uh, I, I know what you're going through. I know what it's like to just be in a shitty mood for a while that, that lasts a while. And it's, it's not that I wanted to lash out at anybody. I just really wanted to be alone and, and have quiet and understand things in my world that you know just being around people for me is very confusing sometimes so i think that space can be very beneficial to someone like me but it's it's a balance and i've got to i've also got to when i'm feeling good i've i've got to get out there and i've got to try because um, i deep down i really do love people and i'm interested in them and i want i want to get to know people close better and i, I want to be closer to people um that's just kind of my spiel for the week. I'm going to let you guys know what's going on. And uh, enjoy this episode with Movita. I think you'll love it. Hey guys, I'm here with Movita. We just had a lovely dinner, made some steak and potatoes as usual. It's a go to thing, and some bread rolls. And uh, actually, she's been my first guest that uh, brought. Uh, goodies as well. She <laughs> brought some cupcakes and some wine, which was lovely. I think that was a, a very lovely gesture, Mo. But thank you for coming, and thank you for, Thanks for having me. Uh, she's our guest today, and uh, we've been uh, chatting it up a bit about uh, comedy and uh, the New York comedy scene. Because you're um, actually you're you're originally from New York, or you spent I'm time in New York. From here, you're originally. okay. You're from Col- or but you're I from was... Denver. Yeah, but okay. I was living there for sixteen years. Oh, really? Wow. And I started comedy there. Okay. Here. So you, so you, uh, you started out in Colorado. What? And uh, when did you leave for New York? So I finished college. I went to CU. I okay. then went and worked in Budapest, Hungary. My oh parents wow. Are Hungarian. Oh yeah. really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I spent about three years. And during that time, I met my now ex-husband, um, who was originally from New York. He was in medical school, so he didn't have a lot of flexibility. Oh, okay. And so that's how I ended up in New York. And it, it wasn't like some podunk town. I was like, oh, I think I can make this work. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, uh, and you, uh, and that, that was your, that's your first husband? Or yes. first marriage, I guess. It's my first and only yes. because I'm not getting married. I always, yet. yeah, I always, I always hesitate. To, Unless I to need know, like a healthcare the proxy, proper, the manners to ask that question. With. That's fine. No, but, man, no manners needed. Yeah, yeah was, but um, so that so that was a that was a big uh, moment in your life. I mean, a lot of people sure. have you know go through marriage and have the first love and stuff like that. Yeah. It seems like it was a pretty stable thing uh, being married to a doctor. What a uh, what, uh, how did you guys fall in love and what, uh, what led to that? And- um, well, we were both actually in Budapest at the time. His medical college had a sister program there. And so he was doing some of his schooling there, and I was living there. And, he, and he's American. He, oh okay. yeah, he's like he's like from Queens. He's Italian American. He's Italian very, Queens guy. Hey, hey I guess. Yo, yeah, I, I've never been to New York, people. I don't want to offend you, Mo. 
They they can handle it. They can handle it. But no, he was mm-hmm. he was in or, originally from New York. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we met there, and it's a very beautiful city. So it's a very easy city to fall in love, and uh, mm-hmm. you know we were both kind of doing our thing, but we didn't have as many time constraints as most adults do. And we were still young. I mean, we were in our mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we fell madly in love. Uh, <laughs> That's usually yeah, about. Over the span of a month or two, I think mm-hmm. uh, we went to Venice together. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so, I mean, especially you know, when we were all in. We were falling all in. in love in Europe. It just makes me think of yeah, it's uh, an easy place to fall the in love. Before midnight <laughs> and all those movies yes. with Richard Linklater. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> yeah, those so. are my favorite. Well, I mean, what was it like being in uh, Budapest? Right? Well, yeah. like, what was that like? I've never been to Europe. I've done very <laughs> little traveling. Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, it was interesting for me because my parents are both Hungarian and I went back every summer as a kid, which meant that A, I had all my relatives there, extended family, B, uh, I was visiting the country while it was still communist. And then, yeah, and then when I went there after college, communism had, had, had ended. Um, and that was a really fascinating time. Yeah, it's got to be crazy really cool. to, to witness was, that. It was really nuts. Mm-hmm. But it was really awesome, too. You had a lot of young people traveling through. Um, you had a lot of young people as CEOs and heading up companies and stuff like that. Because, unfortunately, the generations that grew up under, mostly under communism, it wasn't a free market. Yeah. So they didn't understand things like PR and marketing and, and free markets at all. Oh, wow. So, so it's like a you had like 30-year-old CEOs. Yeah. Oh, it, was, wow. it was a really fun and interesting time in my life. <laughs> and so like were you, you were excited about going to, to sure. Budapest, right? Yeah. yeah. Getting, yeah. getting some of those hot Euro boys. I don't yeah. really know what well, the, you know it's funny. the hungry scene is, you know, <laughs> in the hierarchy of hot. Euro the guys, women are very hot. Now I'm going to offend. Oh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm going to offend my countrymen. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing: the the men are attractive. It's not that they're not attractive. <laughs> okay. I think the men would agree with me as well that the Hungarian women are amazing. You, I, I, that seems yeah. to be a, a yeah. theme in a lot of European countries yeah. where yeah, yeah, the women are stunning. Yeah. And, and the, the guys men are, are just, okay. you know, yeah, you know, lucky. They're, they're very right. yeah. they're very lucky <laughs> yeah. to be yeah. born in a country like that. Yeah, Lots so. of, yeah, you're a beautiful blonde woman. Oh and, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> and, and I I'm not referring to myself <laughs> by the way cuz I mm-hmm. even went over there and I was like, "Holy shit, these women mm-hmm. are hot." <laughs> I can certainly see you fitting in with the the beautiful European women. Oh, I could definitely now see. I'm just blushing. <laughs> <laughs> Flattery is my second language. There you sometimes. go. It works every time. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. But I thought, didn't haven't you said that you're? Aren't you part Spanish as well, or have some? No, I make fun of the fact that. So our last name is Vida, which okay. means life in Spanish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. And that, that is a Hungarian name? It is actually really? also a Hungarian name, and I'll be honest with you, I don't it's not know sure if it means anything. No, I don't okay. know if it means huh. anything either. How sad is that? I'm like, <laughs> I know what it means in Spanish. The reason I know what it means in Spanish is yeah. I can't go to Mexico without every single person who reads my name going, oh, do you know what that yeah. means? I'm like, I know what yeah. it means. Yeah. Oh my God, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I picked up a little Spanish before I came here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, I, I make fun of the fact that... Uh, we have what in America is considered a Spanish last name, and 
and my mom hates that because she has an accent, and so she gets phone calls, and people just automatically start speaking Spanish to her. Not really. And she's like, I do not speak Spanish. <laughs> I was like, Mom. Different accent. Different you accents. got an accent. Your name is <laughs> You know, come on. Cut him, cut him some slack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People got people to be more aware sometimes. Like, I stop jumping to conclusions exactly. like this. And, um, so you were you were in uh, Budapest, and uh, how? Uh, what was it like when you first got there? Were you were you looking to to meet guys or no? Uh, so, how did it end up? Uh, you two guys getting close. Well, what's funny is I was actually uh, in a, in a relationship. I had been dating oh, okay. my college boyfriend for three years. We were very serious. We had talked about marriage, and to his credit. Um, he knew that I really wanted to take this opportunity. And originally it was only going to be like nine months. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and he said, you know, I want you to go because if you don't go, you're going to resent me forever. No, really. Um, funny story is, and this is, this uh, this is going to date me because he ended up resenting (laughs) you. (laughs) We ended up breaking up. Spoiler (laughs) alert. But, um, but it was funny because this was back when you could still like, you know, take your friend to the gate or whatever. And I was crying so hard on the plane that they let him come onto the plane (laughs) to say goodbye to me again. Because I was so sad to leave him. Yeah. (laughs) That seems like a very, this whole, this whole scenario seems very eighties romantic comedy. It was nineties. Like somebody, yes, definitely. Yeah. Like somebody going, yeah. Somebody meeting somebody in a European country. And yeah. I used to be a romantic. Mm-hmm. I'm completely jaded now. Oh, is that? <laughs> I oh, used is to that have true? a heart, okay. you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put a bunch of breakups in New York City, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Stone cold. Stone cold. <laughs> well, I mean, it must, have, it must have started out at least uh, somewhat good. I mean, can you, yeah, can no, you, de- was, can you yeah. describe what it was? I mean, I guess we can, let's go back all the way. I mean, what was it like uh, when, you, when you first uh, were a young girl and you started to get feelings about boys. What was, do you remember what that was like? Uh, yeah. uh, becoming a woman and, and, and sure. when it wasn't boys that long ago. first no, started being interested in you? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. So I went to Catholic school and I remember, okay. um, Very interesting. I will never forget Sister Maria accusing me of being boy crazy because I asked Adam Gilbert if we could buy milk that day in the cafeteria. And I got in trouble for that. And she accused me of being boy crazy. And I thought, well, you know, you're a nun. So <laughs> anything <laughs> yeah, is boy just talking looking to at a boy, boy is boy crazy. But it was funny because, you know, like in grade school and stuff, I don't know about nowadays, but you used to say like you were going with somebody. Like that was a term, like I'm going with so and so. And, you know, it just meant that you had like googly eyes for each other. And I that remember seems very time, old school. <laughs> nowadays, you just say, I'm hooking I'm up. I'm blowing with... this guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I know. We, well, I mean, it was Catholic school. It was still great. Well, yeah, you got to you you keep it. Yeah, I, I was innocent. PG. Back then. Yeah, I was innocent back then. But it was funny because I'll never forget my mom overhearing me say, like, oh, I'm. I'm going out with Peter Davis or whatever. And mm-hmm. Going? Where are you going? You're not going anywhere. I'm mm-hmm. not letting you go anywhere. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's not what that means. It just. And then the funny thing is, is I remember him pulling me aside one day and he gave me a little jeweled pin. 
as a gift. And then like a week later, I had to give it back to him because it turned out that one of his guy friends had stolen the jewelry from his grandmother oh, wow. and like given a few pieces to some of his guy friends to give to their girlfriends. <laughs> so we had to return it's the like jewelry. Like a group guy, <laughs> yeah. girlfriend, get, wow, that yeah. was a very intricate Yeah, it was plan. just like, yeah, this is maybe very telling for the future. But Guys, we're, we're going to get laid <laughs> if we give our girl, if we give our girlfriends yeah, exactly. the pieces of this pen. It's, uh, just sure imagine like some way. like Power Rangers of a of virginity. Yeah. Some if we all get a piece of the stone and we pass it out to these girls, somebody's gonna get to. We're all gonna girl. get the power to lose our virginity <laughs> somehow. Well, we were. I'm trying to think. I think this was like in the fourth or fifth grade. I was very innocent. Okay. I was very innocent. Well, I didn't I can, lose my virginity till I was 18. Okay. Well, so. I I can relate. I was yeah. I was in that age range too, and and I was. I, I was at a very young age too. I I wanted to to be with girls, and I was definitely very outgoing in that extent. It's not. It's changed certainly yeah. over the years, as far as like I've, I mean, as, There's as more writing on it now. Well, that's I right. mean, just one well, and being somebody that's autistic. I mean, I have Asperger's syndrome, and so it, it there is a point where like. Being, as a kid, things were really easy for me. Things, I didn't have that many limitations. I didn't know that much yeah. about social interaction. So I took a lot of chances. Yeah. And I could get away with it because I was I was young and cute. And yeah. I didn't... Well, you're still cute. Yeah. And you're well, still young in my Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's much easier to get away with things when you're young yeah. uh, than when you're older. It's, it's worse, you know, especially when you grow up with a lot of... Anxiety and now, not I, traumatic moments, but I mean, people like me, we do have thing, you know, social trauma that can. It's not gonna, you know, affect you every single moment of your life, but it, it does make you clam up sometimes and it makes sure. you shut down. But sure. definitely at a young age, I was the type of guy you who girl was crazy. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> Sister Maria. Very, you yeah, girl crazy. very girl, very girl crazy. I was, I was definitely the kid that would always try to find like. Like the the cutest slash smartest girl I could find, I guess. Like Good. like somebody who like could be successful or like a class president type that was also pretty. Like that was definitely what I was going for uh, back in the day. I'll I'll probably tell this story a million times on the podcast, but I mean my whole thing was like I uh, one thing I remember is uh. uh Asking a girl at lunch, uh, after lunch when we came back, before the teachers came back in the room, uh, the plan to kiss behind the art easel. Yep. And that plan ended up getting revealed, and I got into some trouble for that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah so, well, so yeah. that's what I'm saying. I was back definitely in the like day, a little Romeo, like a yeah, a Romeo type. <laughs> I was definitely willing to take those chances. So I could definitely, I could definitely relate to... To, to that kind of stuff. But, I but like, uh, so you started pretty young, you said. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I remember actually talking about kissing where we were, uh, I, I'm not a big peer pressure person. Like, I, I never, even from a young to age. To give into it or to Yeah, like, I'm like, if you're trying to peer pressure me, I'll be like, nope, fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it was this, we were out on the playground and a bunch of, kind of the same group that, everybody who got a piece of jewelry we were like standing around in a circle and then they were coercing couples to go in the middle of the circle and like kiss and make out Mm -hmm. and I've never been like 
I, I'm the type of person, like, I will make out with you, but I won't do it for other people. I won't give in to peer pressure. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of that way. Like, they talk about, you know, girls make, like, would you make out with a girl? And I'm like, sure, yeah. but I wouldn't do it at a bar just to satiate a yeah, bunch of horny re- guys. Yeah, that's a really weird Like, thing. I do it for myself. Yeah. So, um, but I've never that. understood that either. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that for other people. Yeah. yeah it's, it's I, like, I never <laughs> understood that either, but mm-hmm. I do remember... Uh, that kind of kissing, like, you know, it was a big deal to, to kiss somebody back back then. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm sure it's like they start young. Um, <laughs> Pretty young, yeah. I, can, yeah. I mean, I can, I, I can remember growing up in the 90s and, and uh, you know, especially because cable and stuff like that. Yeah, and things sure, were sure. Started to, you know, our culture was starting to explode a little bit. And yeah kids were getting exposed to things younger and younger and younger yeah and i feel bad in some definitely ways definitely grew up in that generation because it's like now like i'll see kids on the subway watching porn on their phone well yeah <laughs> you know? and i'm just like okay that was yeah. an interesting thing for me was uh was literally going through my puberty uh going along with the ad- evolution of the internet it's a very interesting thing porn yeah like as up as I became more sexual, the internet and all these, it became more easily accessible. So yeah, like I remember, I remember like picking up my my dad's Playboys and penthouses. Like when I first started getting into that stuff and like slowly but surely like dial up was shitty. So that was like a, that was a very, that was a stealth game to do it. You need to know when your parents, I mean luckily I was. I was a latchkey kid, so there <laughs> there were definitely a lot of times where I was alone at, at home. So, but it was yeah, it was definitely a, a stealth, daring game to to make to get through your porn before uh, on the family computer before anyone got home. Yeah. But yeah, and then and then now it's it's literally on your phones and you can bring it anywhere. Yeah, it's kind of all kinds of different things you can do. And, I feel bad. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a therapist once, and she was saying how because especially young boys I think at that age mm-hmm. because it is a stealth thing and you're you're essentially conditioning yourself to come quickly yeah. right to not get caught it's very hard once you're in a relationship to not have that same kind of mentality that you have to come quickly yeah <laughs> so. well it's like weird because I I like I feel like I've, I've been trying to like make a joke about this too but like I've had times where like I prematured masturbating when I didn't want to because I wasn't ready yeah. but for some yeah but for some That's reason why. yeah <laughs> just sometimes you got the, you get the right stroke sometimes baseball, and you can't baseball, grandma, and you grandma. can't help yourself <laughs> but like uh what do you I mean what do you what do you remember your first like uh sexual feelings I guess or what was mm-hmm. it like when you you first uh started getting into that type of thing um I mean I think it was pro I I don't think I really messed around much until I got to high school, I feel like. And then I had a boyfriend early on. So, like, right as I started high school, I met somebody, and he was my boyfriend. And, um, you know, and I just – I mean, it's so exciting. Oh, my God. All you want to do is just make out all the time. and, And you're just so horny. Make out um, by the walkers. Just everything. He's wearing oh his God. Letterman jacket yeah. or whatever. Yeah, well, he, I, I was kind of into it. It was funny because I wasn't what, into What type that. of person were you in high school? Oh, I my guess. God. Are you're you... going to laugh. Um, mm. So I hung out actually with, like, the punk kids. Oh, like really? Punk wow. and New Wave, which 
was not. It's funny because if you looked at me like that, totally. What? I, first of all, I think even to this day, I don't look like who I am. But whatever. Um, you <laughs> that's know. A, yeah, that seems like a very insecure thing i guess well it's not that it's just like i've been told on you know my stage presence too like i've I've been told by people when i get up on stage they're kind of expecting one thing and then i kind of come at them with very different type of material like like a like a nice blonde soccer mom type really i think yeah Yeah. i mean I've, i've definitely gotten that feedback and so when i was you know in high school i couldn't go too crazy with how i looked my mom just wasn't having it Um, but yeah, all my friends were mohawks and all black and I didn't smoke, but they, they all smoked Mm -hmm. and I don't know. That was, that was my scene, the misfits. (laughs) (laughs) Always. That's, that's interesting you said that about, uh, about, uh, the, the way you look, I guess. Cause I feel like, uh, once you speak on stage, people definitely know, I guess can, can figure you out a bit because I feel like you do yeah. have a very strong voice. I, I feel like there's probably maybe a little bit of New York you picked up. Oh yeah, a bit, yeah. I mean, I feel like you, if you're yelling Fuck at people is my constantly word. on the street, yeah, you're probably gonna pick up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I definitely, and I started mm-hmm. comedy there, so you know, it's just when you're developing your your sense of uh, humor on stage, your voice just kind of and also I started late in my life because mm-hmm. you know I started when I was 35 no oh, really and that really changes I think you know because first of all you you know who you are at that point for the most part um, and also like a lot of my comedy revolves around being uh, quote unquote a cougar because I'm single and you know being older and, and dating younger guys or mm-hmm. having younger guys come after me or whatever so um you know it's it's definitely shaped by kind of where I started where I was living and and what my life is you Mm -hmm. know I'm I'm one of those people where I write from my life you Mm -hmm. know I'm not an observational comic I I just kind of talk to you about my life and I make fun of myself and I make fun of stuff that happens to Mm -hmm. me in my life and that's what inspires me um you know I'm not one of these people who like sits down and writes ten jokes per day because you're supposed to write ten jokes? I I just write about stuff that happens to me or that I think about. That's good. I'm a comedic sociologist. <laughs> <laughs> I um and do you remember like having any like uh, funny experiences uh, when you first started getting into to romance and stuff like that? Is there anything anything weird that guys uh, uh, tried to act? ask you or do to you it feels like such a uh, weird there's, question to ask <laughs> there's this one this is, story and i'm still what have men put you through <laughs> oh god I let's guess. not go there early um, early in your romance so life. there's this story and it's kind of funny because i'm still friends with the guy from high school and i actually told another person that i went to high school with and then the two of them got to talking and they sent me a picture one day, but let me explain. Um, so I was a freshman and I was totally infatuated with this guy who was a sophomore and he was very cute. And I saw him at the beginning of the year and then he kind of disappeared. And then he showed up at the end of the year and he actually asked me out. And I thought, oh my God, like I can't believe it. I had such a crush on this guy. I hadn't seen him for so long. 
And it was funny because the way he asked me out was, and again, keep in mind, I'm like freshman, right? And I'd spent eight years in Catholic school. And he's like, hey, he's like, I have a bottle of vodka and a dime bag coming to me. Want to hang out? <laughs> and, I, and I'll and i be honest with you. I was like, I'm not sure what that means. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, and I think he realized like, oh, she's not that kind of girl. So we ended up, uh, he took me to ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a step down from <laughs> yeah. dime bag. So he took me to ice booze. cream. We walked over there, and then we walked back to his house, and we were going to watch a movie or whatever. And, of course, he was one of the cool kids, so his room was in the basement of the house. <laughs> and um, we started to make out. And I was, you know, still really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then he really wanted to push for more, and I was like, this is not... I don't want to do this. I'm not comfortable with this, whatever. And I just remember him. I don't want to say he got aggressive. He didn't get aggressive, but, you know, guys are going to try. And I was like, no, no, no. And then he got really upset, and he was like, oh, I bought you ice cream. <laughs> I was like, I think my virginity is worth a little more than three scoops. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty shitty. <laughs> but it's funny because, I, like I said, I told a, a high school friend of mine um, – about that story and then him and this guy got together and I just get this text one night in New York and it's a picture of the two of those guys with just like bowls of ice cream (laughs) and I was like fuck you both (laughs) and also hilarious okay very funny (laughs) but yeah I mean you know so it was it was stuff like that um and then I remember my my big love in high school um happened senior year Okay. And that was the person that I lost, or he, I lost my virginity to him. Um, and that was great. And that's that goes back to like you're just horny all the time. Yeah. My, my dad dubbed dubbed me hot pants because he's like, I understand you have the hot pants for each other. And I was like, Oh my god, this is so embarrassing. It's such a dad thing to say. It's such a dad thing to yeah. say. And then my mom, God bless her, she just had no idea how to handle the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And um, this is great. This actually happened. So I went and I was responsible. I went and got on the pill and she read my diary mm-hmm. and found out that I had gotten on the pill. And so she was super upset and she confiscated my pills. Oh, wow. And she's like, I am taking these so you do not get pregnant. And I'm like, I don't think you understand how this works. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it, we ended up, of course having sex anyhow and yeah. we were responsible and, and we're still friends to this day he's a great person yeah. so it's so cute that people used to think that you could keep teenagers from yeah, I never exploring their bodies that. yeah i never and you know i don't understand if they're too young but i mean yeah. once they're like 15 16 i mean, once I mean they're I'm not in a high school big fan of like it's, I'm your best it's time friend. to let them yeah experiment like, a little bit i think yeah, I, yeah well and not only that but like i think you're better off being realistic and saying look you know, let me teach them what this is about. Let me talk to them about the complexities. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that easy. Um, I knew a lot of girls in high school who lost their virginity, and it was a terrible experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they got pregnant and, and you know, had to deal with that. So I, you know, I didn't learn it from my mom, unfortunately. I learned it off of the bad experiences of other people around me, but I was like... 
well, that's, I want to be yeah. in love. I don't want to get pregnant. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I kind of knew. I was like, I'm not going to wait till marriage because I don't want to get married that soon. But I mm-hmm. definitely want to be in love. I don't. Yeah. I don't want it to end in crying. That was my big goal. I was like, yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to cry about it. Yeah, so you're a little more careful, I guess, and like a. And it, it wasn't just to some random guy. It was somebody right. you actually li- you, you liked. So that and was, I mean, it's fine. Do what good. you want. But it, mm-hmm. the reality is, is like that person will always be your first person mm-hmm. for as long as you live. So my mindset was just like I wanted it to be a good experience. Yeah. You know? So. Mm-hmm. And it was. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I, my experiences in high school were... Uh, but it's not different for much, guys, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, I Aren't mean... guys kind of like, I want to lose this. It's like a illness, Yeah, I mean, it, the, I mean, the way I lost my virginity was, uh, was pretty quick and, like, not in any in any big deal or anything like yeah. that. And I, I was kind of glad that it went that way. Well, I mean, it was literally, like, time... There was a time constraint on how long we could do this because somebody was waiting. So, uh. that yeah, that made it... <laughs> Yeah, that, I didn't want to make them wait too but long. But see, I don't think guys yeah. care. Like, it's yeah. not, you know, for you, you're not like, oh. And she, yeah, I'm... and she, she she, understood, too. She was like, I understand it's like, but, you know, like, I really wanted to do this, and, like, we should. Like, there's yeah. no reason why we shouldn't do this right now if we both really want it. Yeah, and, for sure. Yeah. And, like, Did you like it? Did yeah. you want to just do it 20 more times? Right yeah, after? I was, yeah. It was, <laughs> well, it was more of a relief. I think that was the thing. Yeah. It was more of a relief because I think... A lot of guys get a pre- get pressure as soon as they're in high school oh, sure. to lose it, and sure. it took me a little bit longer than other people. But it wasn't like I, uh, probably a lot of it was just me not trying, and that was you know I have no one to blame other than myself for that. Okay. I was in high school. I was kind of an in betweener. I wasn't. It wasn't like really in with. I would switch around crowds a lot and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And, I was very shy, and that's that's really when I started to sort of not be as sociable and and not get things as much yeah. other people. That's when people really started outgrowing me a bit. But it seems like it seems like you kept up with. with it seems like you you had a pretty pretty normal uh, timeline for things happening for you. But I mean, uh, yeah, I feel like I was always a little. I wouldn't even call it behind, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm one of those people where I'm like. Hey, you go ahead. You go yeah. ahead. Let's see how it turns out for you. Yeah, that's that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to learn off of your. your that's experience. a really smart way for for, <laughs> for women to approach it, especially. Yeah. I think with yeah. guys, it's more of uh, learning from your mistakes. But yeah, yeah, with women, there's yeah, there's a lot of mistakes that can probably scar you a bit, or oh, at the sure. very least, sure. scar your reputation, which sucks. And yeah, that's, that was a big thing. Kids too. are really yeah, kids are really brutal about that. The, uh, I mean, they but you said brutal. you didn't get into the peer pressure, so that's yeah. Cool. I, I I mean, I was dating this person. We were in love. Everybody knew that, and we were getting so much pressure. Like people were betting on us <laughs> as to like when we were gonna lose our virginity. yeah. That's high stakes. <laughs> yeah, and I was just and and I remember saying like I don't I I just I don't want this to be for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want Absolutely. this to be fodder. I'm pretty private about my pre- well, I don't know. It's weird. Like I will talk about anything and I'm happy to talk about, you know, my experiences and things like that, but I think when I'm dating somebody, I um I don't know. I really value the relationship. I don't like it being fodder for other people. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not a big, you know, talk about it all the time 
type of person. I used to, I mean, when I was younger, but then I learned that, you know, when you invite people into your relationship, they will come on in mm -hmm. and they will have an opinion and they will put bugs in your ear about, you know, well, why aren't you getting married yet? And what are you guys? And yeah. You know, and, and in my older, older age, I'm just kind of like, you know what? It's for me and the other person to know what's going on, how we feel about each other and what we're doing. And really, it's nobody else's business. Yeah. So that's a smart way to look at it. Oh, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, uh, you said that uh, you were you're kind of you've been jaded by love a bit. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> what uh, what what is what has led to that? What um, I mean, I guess yeah. I, I see a lot of people that I, I guess I'm probably reading in a little too much, but I, I feel like there are there are a lot of people in your age range that are you know they're just kind of over the marriage thing and the yeah. or just the idea of making anything too serious. Uh, because know. yeah, because you know, relationships can age. really screw things up if you get if you take them too seriously. I guess yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm kind of spitballing. No, no, no. Well, here's what I learned, and I think anybody who's mm -hmm. been through a divorce, you explain it, has you. learned this. Um, <laughs> marriage mm -hmm. as an institution is a business agreement, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, you can be married and not be in love. You can, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, get married because you're in love, whatever. But but when you get divorced, <laughs> that's mm -hmm. when you realize, like, oh, you know, this really is a business agreement. This is the legal yeah. stuff. Um, you know, and I think that marriage as an institution for a lot of people feels a little obsolete because if you love somebody, you're committed to somebody, you know, nowadays it's not frowned upon to live together, to own property together, to have kids together without being married. Mm -hmm. So in essence, you start to realize that it's really not the marriage piece. Like society still loves for you to be married. The government loves for you to be married. The IRS will give you breaks. <laughs> um, you know, so, and, and I think also not that like there hasn't always been cheating because there has. Um, I think it's changed with the internet. There's, you know, emotional cheating now, right? So yeah. there are these people who are married and... Who you spend your time with. Or yeah, they're having these relationships doing. online and they may mm -hmm. not actually consummate it physically, but it is in essence a relationship. So it's just become very complicated. Also, I mean, we live forever now, you know? It's mm -hmm. like... When being married meant being married for 20 years or whatever yeah, and putting your kids... But now, like, it's three lifetimes in, in a marriage. Like, seriously, I don't know how you could be expected to be with the same person and not outgrow them. I mean, yeah. and, and again, I realize that might be a very jaded view, but I, I encourage all my friends who are married to stay married unless the relationship is so toxic or abusive because, you know, I let them know, it, the grass is not greener on the other side. It's not fun mm -hmm. being single either. Um, but, you know, part of it is my own relationships, my own experiences. A lot of it, though, I think I'm jaded because of what I've seen, what I've heard. I've had a lot of married guys hit on me. Um, so that makes me super jaded mm -hmm. when it comes to that because it just makes me sad. Yeah. You know, um, to know what they're out there doing. And so, 
It's, you know, you let, that's the thing. I mean, I'm 43, so <laughs> I've well, seen can, some things. <laughs> yeah, well, I can definitely understand that because especially this week, I've, I've been really down. And I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw, I have, I've had a couple Facebook posts that were, I was ex- explaining stuff to people. And sometimes I, d- I do shut down. And sometimes, I mean, I haven't, I didn't do comedy this week because I just didn't feel like being around people. And, Part of it is a, a, a jaded feeling and, mm-hmm. and feeling a disconnect from people. I mean, I, I, I've i never had a girlfriend before, and I've never had that type of closeness with somebody. And that that really does great on your, your ego and your self-esteem especially, I feel like. And so it, it's just – I feel like it's just very hard for me to meet women that are, that are even interested in me and uh, – make the signals easy enough for me to understand it sometimes. So I don't know what they want. That's part of it. Yeah. 20-something, and, you know, Mm -hmm. this is broad strokes, but Mm -hmm. I think especially with the dawn of dating apps, Mm -hmm. um, it's just really hard because it's kind of like you've got to put your resume in front of somebody. I mean, it used to be like you met somebody, Mm -hmm. and you're like, hey, this guy, Jay, he's cute. I like him. He's Mm -hmm. nice. Oh, we have something in common. You know, let's go, oh, we talked about this. Let's go see that movie together. You know, it, it used to be a lot simpler. Now it's kind of people just immediately jump to that. Could I have a relationship with this person? Is this person husband material? And it's yeah. like, oh, my God, cart in front of horse. Take it easy, <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, I feel, yeah. It, be, I mean, be, yeah. I feel like it's it's very hard to for me to make steps with women sometimes because I – it, it seems like they're they're just not interested, I guess. Or when, you know, when I'm putting my best out there, I'm not getting anything in return. And that, yeah, that makes me very self-defeating and self-sabotaging sometimes. Because it's, it's like almost at this point, like I'm, I'm so lonely, I guess, that it's like I don't want to waste, I'm not trying to waste my time unless it's, something that could actually lead somewhere yeah. and it, it feels shitty to to be like that i i can admit that i i'm definitely in that sort of we're in we're in sort of a new age where where things are moving so quickly that yeah. you've yeah things got to be worth your time and i can get very uh, i don't want to say rude necessarily but i i guess it can be rude when you're not that, not not even that I'm forward, but it's just like if literally like I'll it's literally like me uh, if I serve you up and I, I if I don't get anything off the first serve I'm I'm out like yeah. I'm, and that's not always the best way to probably give people a chance I guess yeah. but it's sometimes. hard though because the thing is is you know now with a lot of these dating apps and stuff like that. I don't know about you, but I feel like, you know, everybody's kind of seeing what else is out there. So yeah. so to your point, right, like you're genuine, you you know, I, I don't know how you meet, like if you use the dating apps or not, but like even That's, in yeah, person. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you're just like, you're like, oh, hey, you know, and, and you're friendly and you invite somebody out or whatever. And they're kind of always hedging, you know, I feel like everybody's always hedging and that's a terrible feeling to feel like you're 
not a priority for somebody or Mm -hmm. that they're not, not that they have to be all in emotionally right off the bat because that's not healthy either, but that they're not all in to get to know you, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're kind of like, well, maybe I'll say yes to that date you know, like, oh, he asked me out for Friday. Well, maybe I'll decide by Wednesday if I want to go out with him because maybe I'll get another date. Like, I, I feel like, you know, it's a bad way to be, as my old Hungarian mother says. You know, you're going to find yourself on the floor between two chairs because mm-hmm. you're never really committed to one or the other. Okay. And then they both kind of leave you because they're like, whatever, you didn't want me? See you later. And yeah. That's not... <clears throat> I don't think that's the wrong thing for you. I mean, you know how you feel. Yeah, it, one thing, and, and I know part of it, too, is I, I'm just such a discouraged person at this point, too, because it's... It's discouraged. It, and I know, I know a lot You're of people alone. are. Yeah, I know a lot of people are. And, but yeah, it's, it's like, I mean, a lot of times, like, I don't even get matches. And, like, I, like I've never had any sort of successful online dating experience just like i i don't know what i'm doing wrong but yeah it's it does seem like there's a lot of a lot of disappointment out there and i mean i'm I'm trying to keep a positive attitude but it 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 does really really great on you yeah i mean uh, i don't know i'm i'm more of an organic like i've the best relationships i've had whether they ended up well or not, um, kind of started off more as friendships. And I did the whole, you know, online dating thing. And, and when me and my ex split, you know, everybody's like, get online. And, and it was very exciting. And, you know, mm-hmm. it stroked your ego and stuff. But it was really just shit. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I do better just going out, doing the things that I like and enjoy, meeting people like that, doing, like, meetup groups and stuff where – you're meeting people with similar interests and the reason y'all are there is not to meet one another and see if you can date one another. The reason mm-hmm. you're there is because you have this shared interest and then, you know, cute girl, you guys are doing the same thing and you can go over and be like, hey, what do you think of this? Or, mm-hmm. you know, and start a conversation. And, and also there's just not as much pressure then. It's just about like getting to know the person. So I'm more a fan of, of meeting people that way, and I tend to have better relationships when they start that way. See, that's uh, and that's a, a tough thing with me as well. As I, I feel like I get into the friend zone too easily, and I've definitely had that happen a lot in the past, and that's why now a lot of times I, I just yeah. avoid women altogether because I don't want to hurt myself that way. I don't want to weird them out. I feel like that's yeah. one of the most self-conscious things what, probably the most self-conscious thing I feel is revealing to a girl that I like them and them not liking me back. I still yeah. feel that childish. Everybody does. Angst That's about always, that. Yeah. That never goes away. Yeah. I hate to tell you. But it's like, yeah. But it's like literally I'd rather just not even ask and yeah. not even risk it. Yeah. And that's... That's really, really discouraging it, yeah. because there's so much anxiety with that. And I mean, I... I mean, I talk sometimes, like, it's, like, literally most of the women I've been with have been very forward, and that's not always the best way to meet the best, you know, to get into a relationship with people, but I I get that there's a balance with that, between being friends, and I, I think it takes me a while for, I, I take my time 
letting them trust me, I guess. Mm -hmm. I really want to establish that trust bond. But a lot of times I probably that trust can just go to friendship and that's not and that yeah, and that's, that's really awkward one. that trust is misconceived, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean look, I think any relationship really does a good relationship takes a little bit of time and I think we're so used to having everything at our fingertips and immediate and whatever mm -hmm. that we forget, you know, that there are just some human elements that, that they just take time. You know, mm -hmm. my day job is working with people. And so when you work with people, you know, you can't make them do things. You can't make them be a certain way. And so we have to give ourselves time with the, the relationship stuff. But, you know, I do recognize that that is hard, kind of the whole friend zone thing, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I'm sure there are guys out there who probably hate me because, you know, they were like, oh, I thought this was going somewhere and it's, um, you know, it's just a friendship at best or that's all she, she's willing to offer me. And, mm -hmm. you know, I get that. I, there's not a lot that can be done, yeah. you know, because you wouldn't want to date somebody who, you know, didn't think of you as, as more of a romantic interest. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, I always remind myself, I remind my friends that it really just takes one person to have a good relationship. You know, it's not like you need 20 relationships. You just need to hit on that right one. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, it takes kissing a few frogs and you never really know when that one's going to be there or when it's going to hit. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, I think if you're out there kind of doing what you like with comedy, with film, whatever, mm -hmm. you're probably going to end up meeting somebody yeah. know, when you I least know. expect it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's I, such a mom thing yeah, to say. I know. <laughs> Sorry. So you're like, yeah, it's, it's like a lot of the advice my mom would give me. I you're such a nice boy. You're so yeah. cute. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. No, I know that. Yeah. It's hard, though. I mean, mm -hmm. I get it. You know, it, it sucks to to feel alone, and I, I certainly feel like that a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. um, I've, some of the loneliest moments I've had was when I was married. That's yeah. fucked up. You know, to actually be married and feel yeah, alone. Feel lonely. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, I, I, part of why I'm doing this too is I want to just broadcast to people in general that like just what my intentions are because I have a really hard time explaining that to people or just even getting into that. I, I can be a very distant person when mm -hmm. I'm in social situations out in public with people. That's it's one of the one of the good things about why I'm doing this too is it, it's getting me more one-on-one -on -one with people mm -hmm. and that's that's always been easier for me and it's something I need to to work on and, and be around as much as possible so that when the right you know when the right person comes along that I have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with I can actually make it go somewhere and not have to be awkward and yeah yeah and get the the right body language and stuff. Well, I think you, I mean, like listen, that. you have a tremendous amount mm -hmm. of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. um, Too much a lot sometimes, and that's... <laughs> well, but listen, I, I gotta tell you, it's a hell of a lot better than people who have no self-awareness and, you know... Yeah, I'd rather be like this being able to communicate dumb, it. yeah. Well, it's to sure. be able to communicate it, you know, because mm -hmm. if you, if, when you get into a relationship... If you can't communicate well, you know, if you can't say to your partner, look, this isn't anything personal. This yeah. is this is how I am. This is me. I need my space or mm -hmm. whatever the case is. 
you know, if you can't communicate that, you're dead in the water. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like a lot of guys, like, when they're hitting on women, just, like, just observing, like, base characteristics is like a lot like the guys that are getting women are just like this is my dick like just like (laughs) swinging it around the bar and it's like like who wants it this is all in the face with a guy's dick who's swinging it around and it's not yeah (laughs) just smack me in the face with your big old dick yeah and it's like and i i feel like there is there's a part of that in every guy for sure but like is there a way for for me to be endearing about that? Is there a way for someone like me to be like, like, eh, I got my dick out, and but I want to make sure you are pleasured as well. Like, I want to make sure. <laughs> Just like What that. do you have Just to say like too? Like, I got my dick out, but we can also we can Here's also my talk. my dick, and I do want to hear your <laughs> opinions as soon as it comes yeah, out of your mouth. I just, this is definitely <laughs> on my mind, so like, I want to get like this comedy, taken care of. You know, I, and maybe, I because, you could <laughs> maybe because I am a comic and you're a comic, but I feel like comedy is our defense mechanism, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that your ability to kind of joke about what you're uncomfortable with is is endearing mm-hmm. and i think it it's it's something that you know tells a girl where you're coming from what you're thinking but it's not as aggressive and not as scary when it's you know couched in a joke yeah so and just been, make fun of yourself yeah that's I know. what i'm saying no okay <laughs> just make fun of yourself that's what we all do right <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that is definitely a a skill I can I can yeah. utilize a bit. I do I, I mean that is one I I know I know for a fact that's the way I've gotten women. The only way I've gotten women in the past is through yeah. This is through yeah, being comfortable because they laughed at my jokes. Yeah. And that's always yeah. Use always your superpower. <laughs> I guess so. For good, not evil. <laughs> no, I, I definitely yeah. Uh, That's a great joke. You should do that act out. Here's my big swinging dick. Oh, wait, I want to hear your opinions and your feelings and your thoughts. Yeah. It's probably going to be hard to concentrate with my dick out, but... Like, can we... Can I get to know you as we're fucking? Like, can we talk? I want to get to... You know what's really interesting? Like, just, like, just, like... Like, I'm a Republican. Like, just as... Yeah, like, in the middle of... Yeah, I just, like, get to... Just tell me about yourself while I try to give you sweet, sweet love. I I just read an article, a friend of mine posted something on Facebook, how in Iceland, it's very much a culture of having sex first. Like, you have sex first and ask questions later. Well, isn't that also, isn't, isn't that also an issue with Iceland because, like, everyone's related to each other? Isn't that also kind um, of a... I, I, this article in particular said it was more the STDs. Oh, okay, really? <laughs> there's, like, there's yeah, a lot of they, STDs? They, apparently, chlamydia is known as the Reykjavik handshake, <laughs> FYI. So huh. if you go to Iceland and somebody wants to give you the Reykjavik yeah, hi- handshake, it's, 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 not right a, yeah, it's not a positive thing. my notes. But it, I, it was a really interesting article, though, just kind of, you know, because they interviewed uh, one or two people and, and just mm-hmm. how they approach and their mentality about relationships. And, you know, it's it's this good and bad thing because on, on the one hand, they feel like, well, if you can't 
have good chemistry in bed, how can you have a good relationship? But then also it makes it difficult for them to have relationships because people, Everyone's you know, fucking. everybody's getting late. So it's like... It's fucking around. Yeah. It's like, eh, I got too many options. And it's literally like, yeah, yeah we go out, we get drunk. I like the and... idea. Like, I've, like, I mean, I, I like the idea of the European idea of sex not being a, a big and i have no it's idea because i've never it's been not, to yeah. yeah but i i feel like i would clean up and, well not clean up necessarily but it would be a well, lot easier for me to i don't disagree to be forward that. just because you know it's not even pr- that i'll tell you and, what and, and I, I know i'm getting this a lot from like movies probably too but like they can appreciate like a nice guy if you're like a nice American, but I don't think who's actually I don't think it's even that. But. To be honest with you, I think part of the issue, you know, you're looking at it from your perspective and mm-hmm. obviously how you feel and how you approach things and your experiences make sense. Of course, yeah. you would look at it that way. But you know what I've observed, especially um, regarding twenty-something and thirty-something women, mm-hmm. and my and I include myself in this when I was that age. There's a lot of pressure and, you know, and there's a lot of, I think, just mixed thoughts and feelings about what is feminism. And, you know, on the one hand, if I'm a feminist, I can go and I can have casual sex. But, oh, my God, you know, what are people going to think of me? And we're still f- afraid of slut shaming and stuff like that. And I yeah, think that's in all, Europe, yeah, we're in a very... that doesn't exist. So it's not yeah, just, it's good. not just, you know, mm-hmm. that, oh, you know, you're a nice American boy, I'm going to have sex with you. But rather, it's kind of what women internalize. And they're not as hung up. They don't feel the shame around sex that we do in this society. We're kind of at one end of the spectrum or the other because we're still a very, you know, kind of Victorian. I mean, the fact that we're still arguing about reproductive rights is astonishing. And so that's a big difference in Europe. You know, women don't have that shame around sex. Yeah. And they don't feel bad if they enjoy it. They don't feel bad knowing what makes them come. They don't feel bad communicating to their partner. Yeah. Hey, you know, their partner doesn't take it as a personal affront. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, is the bigger difference. I definitely want to go to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely... I definitely I'll take like, you to Hungary. Yeah, I definitely like. It's one uh, of the porn capitals to, of Europe, so I'd love to you'll eat enjoy those, it. See some of those beautiful Hungarian women. That's for sure. I will. I will just get be, you yeah, laid. Just be around people that are more, in Budapest. Just and be around women. <laughs> I guess and women are a little more forward. There is that. Are they more free to? Because part of yeah. the thing too is, and. I definitely that believe forward, that women. Just not inhibited, yeah, well, you know? that's good. But that's what I'm saying, and yeah. that's the difference. Is in this country, we feel like that's being forward, mm-hmm. and it's not. Yeah, it's just. I mean, one of my big, one of my big theories, I guess, and is that like I, I feel like when like one big thing, one big step forward for feminism should be that women should be allowed and encouraged to ask guys out and to make the first move. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of women get taken advantage of the other way. If you're not if you're not forward with what you want and you're not then you're not gonna get it. You're yeah. gonna whatever comes at you is whatever's gonna come at you. So yeah. I feel like women should be encouraged to pick out a guy, find yeah. find somebody you like, find somebody that you want and learn from your mistakes the way that a guy would, because I think we at the very least we 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 well most of us don't learn from our mistakes, but at least we can, we have experience with, you know, 
and I'm not even, not even experience, it's talking from personal experience. I guess this is just what like you're taught as a guy yeah. is to just sow your seeds and figure out what you like and because well, you never a, know yeah, yeah. It's a because women guys. are very they're, they're getting less inhibited nowadays but yeah you you do have to sort of discover women and, and make women open up sometimes yeah I don't know I mean because I've had I'm not a super forward uh, person mm-hmm. but I do kind of you know, if I like somebody, I'll, I'll let them know that I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird. I, I think I've experienced it more online dating where, um, you know, like, if I saw a cute guy online, I would write him. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. write him like, hey, you know, anything aggressive. It would just be like, hey, you know, you're cute. And I read this in your background. And I also have a bulldog or whatever. Like yeah. nothing. And it was funny because <laughs> I asked my guy friends, I was like, God, I'm not really getting responses. Like, am I, like, what am I, I'm just not attractive or what, you know, what is it? And they're like, you know, it kind of sucks because sometimes when we get women writing us, we think that they're a little nuts or desperate. I'm like, well, what the fuck? You know, Mm. like, that's, how can we win if, you know, if I approach you as a woman and your knee-jerk reaction is to think that I'm desperate because I'm forward enough to approach you mm-hmm. you know so it's tough we've got we've got to work on the dating thing in yeah. america for sure <laughs> and so then uh and so you said you you got out of uh you got into comedy as you got out of your relationship and uh so and you said you started when you were 35 that was yeah that's, so, that's definitely late in the game and yeah. you said that you're yeah you're more uh, life experience than observational, so I guess yeah. <laughs> I guess that may, that would make a lot of sense because I mean, if you're in your 30s, you've got a lot of experience to yeah. go off of. What was yeah. that like when you first got into comedy? What was the dating world? How did that? How did those two thing, Venn diagrams? That come gave together? me a lot of jokes. I'm uh, sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that 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 is the classic thing yeah. is that when you're starting out, I mean, you might as well yeah. talk about your dick and what you're doing with it, or yeah. talk about your vagina and what. <laughs> You're dealing I, with it because we're fascinated with that shit. Yeah. For some reason, humans are fascinated with what each other's doing with their genitals. Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I didn't get into comedy because of my relationship ending, but it mm-hmm. was kind of around the same time. Okay. Um, and I, I'm just picturing in my head, like, I'm, like, I'm going to give myself a confidence boost and well, like get over this shit. No, no. Get in front so, of people and uh, get silence and no, well, get emotionally <laughs> hurt in front of a, a crowd no, of people. No, what I did was no, what I what I did was just went out there and really enjoyed being a single woman in New York City. What's well, good? I'm sure it's probably a great city <laughs> to enjoy being. No, now uh, I'm picturing Sex in the City. Oh, no, yeah, it was. It like was a younger Sex in the City, where yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely kind of in that same vein. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up starring comedy. Actually, my father passed away, and yeah. um. He passed away, the financial crisis was happening, and I asked my mom at the time, because I'm an only child, I was like, do you want me to move home? And she was like, you know what, I'm okay, don't move home, the the economy's crap. And it was at that point that I kind of realized that this New York thing could be finite, you know? And I wanted to do something that challenged me, I wanted to do something that was very New York. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm not running the marathon. (laughs) So... 
Um, I ended up taking a class, just a writing class in comedy, um, a one-day workshop. And then the guy said, oh, you know, we've got a 10-week workshop that culminates with you having to actually perform. I thought, well, that sounds awful. That sounds so (laughs) terrible. I think I'm going to do it. So it was more of an homage to my dad um, than anything else. Okay. And it's funny because a lot of people comment on the fact that I don't talk about my divorce. I have like one joke about my divorce and my my previous marriage, and it's just I never. Sometimes it's not it always funny. funny. Yeah, I do, yeah. I I'm like I'm still waiting the, to find yeah, the funny the situation and, <laughs> I'm like, and your perspective. A big deck. I guess, um, but yeah. yeah, I never I never found that to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't do jokes about it. Um, and and we were we were together for six years. We weren't married that long. We were only married for two years. But um, but you know, my God, the dating afterwards and just New York City because there's so many people. You're out amongst people. Just what you observe, how people, what people say to you, how they treat you. I mean, that was just ripe for for comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that that gave me a lot of material. And so. That's why a lot of what I talk about is relationship-oriented and kind of now for me, like I said, talking about being older, not having kids, and being out there and dating mm-hmm. and just, you know, weird. It's just weird. So like a, a, <laughs> a lot of weird people. You, you rose through <laughs> oh, the tough yes, times. And, yes. And the broader, You're and giving material. me more credit than I deserve. But <laughs> and so how long were you doing comedy in New York for? Um, I was, uh, let's see, I'm going on my eighth year, so about seven years. Nice. Yeah. I guess, I mean, what, what was it like progressing through the comedy scene there? What, uh, I mean, is there, is there, I mean, you probably saw all kinds of shit. Oh, yeah, All sure. different performers. <laughs> and, oh, Lord, are, yes. Yeah, are there, are there any interesting stories oh, or anything God. you've got from, so from that time period of, first seven years being yeah. in New York City? Well, you know, for me, I mean, my my journey, so to speak, is different because, again, I didn't get into comedy thinking, you know, I want to be a comic. That's always been my dream. I kind of, I've always been a huge comedy fan, but mm-hmm. I kind of got into it as a challenge to myself, but I ended up staying in it because of the people I met. I, the community in New York is awesome. Um, it's a very, you know, I, I mean, we have our little fights and things like that. But for the most part, it's a very, um, you know, nice community. And everybody, I think, at the end of the day, everybody respects the fact that you're grinding it out in New York trying to do comedy. Oh, well, yeah, I guess we're, you were grinding it, like doing yeah. three sets a night and stuff like that. Oh, I wish that... I could get booked that much. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't getting booked that much. But, you know, I ran shows. I mean, I produced shows. Um, I produced mics. You know, those are some interesting stories when you spend your life in a fucking basement um, yeah, in New York it seems City. Like, yeah, it seems like a lot of people, yeah, a lot it's, of comedians. It's story. just, it's nuts. And, and, and you don't, do you, uh, do you have kids? No. no okay, no. yeah. And that, so that must have made it a lot easier, too, if, yeah. if you weren't. Oh, yeah. If you were to have, if the divorce yeah. didn't uh, involve kids or Less anything like material, that. Less yeah, material, but absolutely. <laughs> like sometimes I wish I had yeah. kids for, for material. Um, it gives you the freedom to yeah. write, which is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, 
Just Definitely live your own life. And fi- yeah, figure out things on your own. Yeah, for sure. So it's, you know, it's a really interesting scene. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people. The bar of entry is very low. I mean, I had, you know, people show up to my open mics who I thought were comics that I hadn't met before. And it turned out they were just lonely old people who happened in off the street. <laughs> yeah, literally. They Weird were just dudes. like, they're like, oh, five bucks to talk to a room full of people and yeah. make them listen to what I have to say. Here you go. Yeah. So I've, I've had Find to... Find that in Denver, too, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I had one where I almost was having to break up a fight. That was fun. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's not fun to have to do yeah. for a hosting show. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. It's very cool, um, I think, in New York to be able to go and um, watch you know, the creme de la creme of comedy perform. And also, not to see them perform... Um, you know, their hour special, but to see them cobble to to get, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember one time, I didn't even know who he was at the time, but um, Mike uh, DiStefano, and he, you know, I miss him so much. And I remember being down in a basement Mm -hmm. at the Village Lantern, and, you know, I'm sure he probably had a gig at the cellar or someplace, and, but he stopped into this show to try some stuff out, and he ate it. I oh, mean, really? He, oh, yeah, he totally ate it. Um, because it was new stuff, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what people don't realize. But tough crowds in New York, too. Tough crowds, you know, because it's just, you have a lot of free comedy. I mean, I, God, I was mortified when I first started comedy. Like, barely, barely, barely. A friend of mine, actually, the, the woman who walked my dog and a friend of mine, she ran a show at the Village Lantern, and I remember going, and her and the other girl who ran it, the other girl was up on stage, and there was this obnoxious guy on a date right up front, and he was such a dick. Not only was he heckling, but he started throwing shit at Khalees, and I just, I, I mean, I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, this oh, is wow. comedy in New York? Like... My friend just posted a video of a comic getting a beer thrown on him and then the person circling back around and throwing another beer on him while he was on stage. And I'm just, you know, Damn. I mean, that's not the norm. I'm not saying that. Rough but, game. Oh, oh yeah. Comedy streets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Denver uh, not so much. Nah, probably a lot, very nice. Probably a lot rougher in New York. Uh, Denver, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Denver is very nice. <laughs> so you, 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 you moved to Denver last year? Yeah, last okay. July. What, what, and so what's your what's your comedy and romance life like now in Denver? You moved back to your, <laughs> your home, I guess? You, uh, where you, where you lot less out? exciting. Lot less are, you, exciting. <laughs> are you running into former lovers and stuff like that? Um, no, that I'm not, thank God. It's, I, a, big, it's a big town. And yeah, I didn't, I mean, I left, you know, I went to see you, but I left. And a lot of the people that I went to high school with and stuff... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not a lot, but they left. Um, what is it like? Uh, it's tough. Everybody here is married, and so it's hard to find people my age to go out with and, you know, to date. Um, as far as comedy, I mean, I like the comedy scene here. It's different, and I have mm-hmm. to get used to it, and, you know, I have to... I worry... Like, when I first arrived, I worried about people, like... You know, I didn't want to roll up and be like, oh, you know, I've been doing comedy in New York for seven years. Put me on your shows. Like, I didn't, you know, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a while for me to kind of feel out what the scene is, who's who. 
Um, but I think the the scene is great. I mean, it's very supportive. I think you know the the two major clubs in the city are supportive. Um, the fact that they're owned and and or run by women is great. Mm-hmm. I like to see that there are a lot of shows produced by women in the city. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of talk about the disparity, but. I gotta tell you, yeah, <laughs> compared to of, other places, a lot of discussion. Denver is is I I don't think the women I don't think the female comics in Denver realize um, you know how much better it is than a lot of other cities, and mm-hmm. that's not to say that there isn't still work to be done. It's not to say that there are still some male comics who are chauvinists, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I I just. Yeah, if you've been to other towns, you know that this is a pretty awesome place to do comedy. Yeah, I think that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start the podcast too, is because I, I noticed that there was a lot of a lot of strong fem- yeah. F- yeah. female comedy here in Denver, yeah. and there's a lot of new people too, and they're getting into it for the right reasons. They they yeah. actually have a voice, they have something to say, and it's unique. Yeah. And uh, I really, and it just seems like a lot of nice women here too. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's de- that was definitely one of the inspirations for this. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, you're definitely one of them too. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate nice that. Nice comedy. <laughs> and though, what's what, so? What's your dating life like right now? What's what's going on with it? Are you you tendering? I'm or... taking care of a cat. Is that that's <laughs> in a relationship? With I'm a very cat? slowly becoming a spinster uh, with yeah, cats. Um, relate a bit. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, you know, I think it's it's hard to be a comic and to date. Um, I've dated some people while I've been here. Um, muggles, as I like to call them, so re- regular humans. <laughs> and I've heard, too, it's it does seem like a, it does seem There's a much more difficult yeah. for female comedians to date than men. It is. There seems, it, which seems weird to me, because I'm, I'm attracted to a lot of female comedians. I see, I... I yeah. I like that they're a little crazy and and off. I, I, I kind of like that they have something yeah. interesting to say. Well, here's the interesting thing about that, and I was just having this conversation Yeah, and, with and it somebody. seems like a lot of guys are very standoffish to that, just it's, like, it's I don't want somebody that puts the their stuff out there. Um, well, I don't here's want, the and thing. I don't get that. I want a woman that likes they, to talk about what she sees. And I, I think that there are those men, and I've certainly been approached by men who mm-hmm. are very much attracted to, you know, a confident woman, a funny woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's some, there is something really, I think, attractive for both genders mm-hmm. about somebody who's a performer, yeah. right? I mean, funny. I, yeah. Yeah. It's really attractive. When but, <laughs> you know, I think where uh, we run into issues. Diss you and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think what it is, though, is not... It, it's when you start to incorporate that person into your everyday life. So, you know, me as a comic, uh, I'm probably going to be outspoken in real life, too. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that guy may be like, oh, that's so sexy that she's outspoken on stage. Mm-hmm. What they don't realize or what may, they may not be prepared for is that I'm going to be like that in real life. And when you take me around your friends, it's not like I don't know how to behave. Yeah. You know, I don't want to give that impression. But, you know, I'm going to be just as probably outgoing and, and make jokes and stuff like that. And I think that's where it starts to become a little bit tricky maybe intimidating the other big part of it is the time constraint you know yeah especially well yeah especially it feels like a, i've heard a lot where it, especially you get 
jealous guys. They don't want their women hanging around no. bars all the time. That's yeah, it can be very well. That's the other thing. Like most of my friends are guys. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy that I'm dating is not going to love the fact that most of my friends are guys. Yeah, and that they're I, yeah, that too. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard. You that know, a lot. they're yeah. not going to like that. And so it's total. Yeah, it's a total boys club, and they're yeah. all they're all the salivating yeah. over. The talent, the, the female talent in the scene. I've, I've definitely yeah. seen that in Denver a bit, too. Not anything too uh, too degrading, but you definitely, I mean, def- I mean, I'm a very aware guy, so I can definitely see when, like, a new female comes into town. Like, <laughs> the guys are, like, eager Fresh to, meat. yeah. It's, like, lettered, to, yeah, and I like, I think uh, Rachel Weeks had a post about that or said something about that, about just let them, let them breathe. Let them get yeah. into the scene before you start trying yeah. to stick your dick in them. Yeah. Like, let, you know, it's interesting You don't even here. know if they have a boyfriend or right. what their situation is. I, you, I, you're just going off of it because you're like, oh, they do the same thing as me and they're hot. I, you know, so I'm used to a much bigger scene, and I'm. it's not that comics don't date each other in New York. It's just, like, you don't kind of hear about it. It's not really as much of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think people try to be more on the down low about it. And here, and, and again, this is just hearsay, but it's... You know, I always like, oh, they dated and they dated. And I'm like, God, did everybody, like, date each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I kind of wonder how that works out for – because to me, I look at it as a profession. So I look – that, to me, would be like dating a coworker. Yeah. Which I don't think is a great idea, but whatever. That's my opinion. Um, so I don't know. The, the dating thing is hard because you're around comics all the time. They're the ones who are really going to understand – who you are, the time constraints, your priorities, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to date a comic because mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's a lot of challenges that come with that as well. So I don't know, it's hard. I mean, it would be a lot easier if I could be like, oh, I'll just date comics because they mm-hmm. get my lifestyle. But I don't think it works that easily, <laughs> unfortunately. Are, so. are you are you enjoying your roma- romantic life right now? Uh, I guess. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like I said, I got a cat. Uh, <laughs> got to learn how to ask questions. No, no, sometimes. no. Oh, that wasn't because of the question. I'm just. I'm like, eh, am I enjoying it? Mm. I wouldn't. I don't know. I mean, I would love to find somebody who is not in comedy, who maybe understands the arts or understand, you know, isn't intimidated by it, understands the time yeah. commitment, understands that in order for me to pursue comedy this, adjacent. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would love to find somebody like that. So that's good. We'll see. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll wrap it up with a couple sure. quick questions. Um, what is, do you remember your worst date that you've ever been on? Or do you remember a, a, something a guy has done on a date that was just inexcusable, <laughs> unforgivable? Um, or just in general. Probably, like, it's like the worst thing a guy's think... done to you, I guess. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I know I've had some really bad dates. Um, I try not to, though. I try to make every date at least pleasant enough to, to where we're not both Steered hating each out other. Of the ditch. Yeah. <laughs> But I've had some. I had one guy who, bless his heart, just. It's never a good way to start. Yeah, he just he showed up. I deliberately wanted to meet at a bar where I was actually running my open mic out of because I was like, this is a safe space. Okay. Um, 
And he was, like, all over me to the point where even the bartender was like, hey, buddy, like, you know, take it easy. Like, <laughs> she's, you know. She's, it's, yeah, it's bad when strangers have to start yeah, yeah, right? commenting on And them. then he wanted to give me a ride to my show, and I didn't want to accept, but I couldn't catch a cab, and so I ended up <laughs> accepting anyhow. And we walked to his car, and I'm not kidding you, it was like a Barbie pink Geo Tracker. I don't, yeah, it was like, not, not a pussy mobile. And on top of that, because they don't make those things anymore, he'd lost his key to it, so he had to like jimmy the lock and like hotwire the car. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing with my yeah, life? Yeah, maybe don't like, it made me give question her a ride home life. if yeah. that's your car situation. <laughs> Probably keep that a secret. And he just talked about his ex the whole time and, you know, and, and talked about how she was Asian and he loves Asian women. And I was like, I don't know if you've noticed. I'm yeah, not Asian. Yeah, that's weird. So, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. I wouldn't say mm. it was the worst, but that's kind of what comes to mind. I was like, wow, this is just a comedy of errors. But that's the cool thing about being a comic. Yeah. Everything is material. Yeah, it's kind of hard to, yeah, a man with a pink Barbie Jeep <laughs> isn't very sexy. I would imagine. Bless his heart. You I know. know you're I from know, the South. You know I what know, that but, means. Yeah, I'm from the South. <laughs> you know what that means. Yeah. When somebody's like, bless her heart. <laughs> what's uh, what's your ideal first date? Can you think of like what uh, what you want on a first date? Um, I, you know what? I'm real easy. I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, a diva type of person I'm fine with just hanging out and getting to know each other I honestly especially like living in New York yeah I mean in New York I would even be fine if somebody was like hey you know let's go walk along you know the west side highway and then go into a restaurant or what you know like I, I'm very easy for me it's all about the conversation and getting to know the person that's good yeah I don't and, uh, and how would uh I guess how what what's your overall definition of love? How do you define love, and what are you looking for uh, in a romantic partner? Uh, a partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. I, I think that I am looking for a partner, you know, um, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for somebody who, you know, I don't believe in unconditional love. That's a term that that gets thrown around, and I think that's so false. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to I would love to find somebody who I feel safe loving mm-hmm. and you know I feel their love and and you know I feel like I'm gonna do the right things by them and they'll do the right things by me and there's just that that nice balance mm-hmm. um, and you know like I said I, I need a true partner because I you know knock on wood I'm financially independent and you know I'm old enough now I can take care of myself so I don't need anybody coming to the rescue mm-hmm. I need somebody who knows how to care about me and not for me yeah yeah that's, that's a really good way to look at it. that's yeah that's some different things I haven't heard before so yeah. and, <laughs> but right uh, now it's a cat <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he's a cat's bitch. very distant yeah <laughs> sometimes he bites me so fuck yeah. him fuck cats you cat <laughs> but they can teach us about love you know, it's yeah. always about being in your face like dogs. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna be releasing this in a week, so like oh. Thursday next week. What uh, what dates do you have coming up? Anything to plug? 
Yeah. Um, well, Thursday up next week, okay. I'm back at the Dab Lounge in Colorado Springs. I host Dab a show. Lounge. I've heard yeah. good things. I heard it's, it's fun. Yeah, I heard so it can be a very hazy show, though. It can be. <laughs> I I did one of their 420 shows, and I that'll think... be May seventh. Yeah. Okay. There are, oh May seventh. No, yeah. I'm there. Sorry, this Thursday. So, but I switch off every other. So, so you can definitely catch me up there every other week. Okay. Um, hosting that show, and then Mother's Day, I'm doing philosophy, which is Emily Zeke's show. Oh yeah. Really excited to do that. It's a good show. It's definitely like check a, it out. It's in a Capitol Hill Tavern. It's you and like uh, Anthony Armstrong. Yeah. And Christy yeah. Buckley. Yeah. Because yeah, I did yeah, the, yeah. I did that show last week, and they were. They're talking about the yeah. headliners. Yeah. That's so good. It, have you ever done that room before? I haven't. I've been to the show itself. Okay. Um, and it looks great. And I, I like Emily. I think she's a great producer. I had a chance yeah, to talk to her at the Lady room. Brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Lady Comics Brunch yeah. about her philosophy on producing. So, yeah. So, anyhow. So, I'm doing that. Um, I'm doing a show in Loveland. I forget what day. I think that's this week, too, though. So uh, <laughs> Find her on Facebook or what? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Her dates will be there. Oh, my stuff. And I'm on Twitter at Mocha Vida, M-O-K-A-V-I-D-A. At Mocha Vida? Or Comedy Cougar, whichever. Yeah, yeah, the com- so comedy cheesy. Cougar. So cheesy. This is what? why I'm alone. This is why I'm alone with a cat. No, yeah. <laughs> We're all alone for, for different reasons. <laughs> yes, well... <laughs> Uh, yeah, we had a we had a lovely dinner and uh, was was I a good date? Did I do okay? Yes, okay. you're wonderful. I yeah. you need to find a nice young lady who loves you. Now I'm sounding like your mom again. I know, but it's all right. <laughs> I I need I you're need self esteem boost from people. No, I mean, you're wonderful. I feel like we all need to be more uh, encouraging with people. For sure, sometimes. you're wonderful. You Thank just you. need to find the right person. And Thank you. you don't a, give it away easily. You That's lovely. another mom thing. <laughs> don't just give it away so easily. Okay. Well, thanks, mom. You're a lovely date. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thanks, fun, this though. is fun. <laughs> All right.